0: Thank you.
1: Amen. How you doing, brother? Amen and amen. And good evening, Central Park Baptist Church. Good evening to y'all. How are we doing this evening? We're doing okay. Amen. Amen. Glad to see everyone here. If you're able to rise, we'd like you to join us in singing hymn 374. Hymn 374. I think we'll do the first, second, and last verses. Of hymn 374. We're we'll having an opening word of prayer and then you may be seated. Hymn 374. Sing along. I've seen the lightning flashing. I've heard the thunder roll. I've felt his breakers dashing, which almost conquered my soul. I've heard the voice of my sin bidding me still to fight on he promised is never to leave me never to Father, Lord, we're so thankful, Father, that uh, we can come together during this midweek worship, Lord, just standing on your promises, Lord, that you promise for those of, who of us who have trusted in you, Lord, and are saved, Father, that you'd never leave us alone, that you would never leave us and forsake us. And so, Father, we're so thankful, Lord, that we can just circle the wagons now in the midst of a wicked world, Father, and just sing praises to your name, Lord, and draw closer to thee. Heavenly Father, Lord, we pray, Lord, that you bless the teaching tonight and bless these beloved people who've come to hear from you and you alone. It is in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated as we turn to Hymn 291. Hymn 291. The Lord's not going to leave us alone because he's prepared a supper for us. Amen. So we're going to go come and dine with the Lord. Amen. Hymn 291. Hymn 291. 291. has a table spread where the saints of God are fed. He invites his chosen people, come and dine. With his manna he does feed and supplies of every need. Oh, tis sweet to sup with Jesus all the time. Come and dine, the master calleth, come and dine. You may feast at Jesus' table all Water into wine to the hungry, call it now, come and die. The disciples came to land, thus obeying Christ's command. For the master called unto them, come and die. There they found the heart's desire, bread and fish upon the fire. Thus he satisfies the hungry every time. Come and down, the master calleth, come Take his bride to be ever at his side, All the hosts of heaven will assemble thee. Be. will be a glorious sight. All the saints in spotless fight, and with Jesus they will feast the eternally. Come and dine, the master calleth, come and die.
2: It's good to see you. Welcome to our Wednesday night Bible study and prayer time. We're glad that you're here. It's good to see Brother Ron back with us. Uh, And uh, he was a little under the weather, and uh, now he's above the weather. Uh, So that's good. Amen. Uh, There's a number of prayer uh, requests, but before we do that, let me just give a few announcements. Uh, Don't forget about our yard sale coming up on August 8th. There's a sign-up sheet out there. I don't, October 8th. I don't exactly, (laughs) I don't know, one of these days I'm going to figure out where I live and what time it is. Um, But there is a sign-up sheet out there uh, for, uh, for, and I don't quite understand the sign-up sheet, but there is one out there. And you can sign up for a lot of days, but I don't think it's till Saturday the 8th, so I think that's for setting up and taking down. That's what I would figure it to be, but then again, I don't know. We've had a lot more people sign up for our book, prayer books uh, after Sunday, and I'm very glad about that. We did end up to get more than enough to have everybody prayed for, and some of us are going to get prayed for twice a day. Amen? And that's a wonderful thing, and it would be great if we could get everybody that way. Uh, and so that's a, that's a wonderful answer to prayer. Continue to, to prepare and pray for now uh, the month of October Missions Conference. I often I started already praying, I often don't know what to give. I always want to give more than I gave last year, but I really don't know how much I'm supposed to give. so I've already started praying, Lord, what would you like me to give and i've I've offered him some numbers so far he's turned them all down, so I don't know I don't know where it's going to be or what he wants, but I'm going to continue to pray. Uh, maybe it's more, maybe it's less. I don't really know uh, and I believe it takes prayer. I believe that God will show you exactly what he wants you to do in faith promise. If you didn't get a chance, there are one or two more of the books out there like this uh, for the missions conference. It tells you about who's going to be here and so on like that. There will be more there by Sunday, uh, but there's, uh, there's, uh, there's one here. And then um, uh, don't forget about if you're taking that special class we're offering on Saturday at 1030 in the morning, that does start this week. Amen. All right, let's go to a few things in our prayer sheet, if you have your prayer sheet with you. If you did not receive a prayer sheet, uh, would you raise your hand? We'll get you one right away. If you did not receive a prayer sheet, just keep your hand up for a moment, and uh, we'll get you that prayer sheet. All right, while they're getting them to you, let me just remind you to pray about some things. Of course, pray for Sherry and and a preacher. They'll be back uh, this Friday, and he'll be back in the pulpit this Sunday. And so the, the regular quarterback will be back in the place, and we'll see some touchdowns rather than field goals. Amen? And so uh, it'll be good to have him back. And then uh, pray for uh, uh, Brother Gary and, and Miss Mary Lund. They sit right over here by where, uh, behind where uh, Brother Ron and Miss uh, uh, Carol are, are sitting. And so uh, they've been a while. Brother Gary's struggling with some things physically, and so please be praying for him. Uh, Continue to pray for those that are on our prayer list here for physical condition. Miss Brenda and Miss Cindy are doing really well in their recoveries. We're really glad, and even Cindy's starting to shake hands carefully with her broken arm. That's now recovering, and we're glad about that. It was great to see Millie Taylor on Sunday night here with us, so continue to pray for her. She's in her 90s now, and uh, just bless her heart, she comes and goes on her own, and shoot that that's wonderful but be praying for her if you would please and then there's many others but i do want to uh, mention brother rodrigo uh brother rodrigo got in town uh was able to get to the doctor uh the doctor prescribed some uh, uh uh chemotherapy for him uh however something was more wrong and they didn't know and then he remembered that uh About a week and a half ago, he hit his head real hard and um, found out that he has uh, a swelling of the brain. He did have a rupture. Uh, There's a a blood has collected between the brain and the skull. And um, so tomorrow they're going to, they've been doing tests. They found out today. I went to the emergency room to be with him, and all he kept saying is tell the people thank you, tell the people thank you, tell the people thank you for our prayers. And uh, I told him uh, we would pray for him, and I talked to preacher today about him, and we're going to take a special moment here in just a minute. I'm going to open up the altar to you to come and pray specifically for him in the surgery tomorrow. Listen, to be honest with you, with as much damage as is there right at the moment, he should have never survived the flight home. The pressure would have been way too high. But God saw him through that. Amen. Mm-hmm. So the headaches, the lack of being able to, to walk, all of that may go away once they alleviate the pressure that's on the brain. So they're going to make a small hole in his, in his uh, 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 cranium and drain off as much as they can. Now, when I left the hospital, they were trying to find out if the bleeding has stopped. They don't know that for sure. They think it has, but they were trying to do all these different tests and, and so on to uh, verify that the bleeding has stopped because if they drain it off and it's still bleeding then you've got a bigger problem okay yes. then they'll have to go in and do some more stuff so uh, they're not expecting to get him into the operating room till about one o'clock tomorrow afternoon so if you'd be praying for him around one o'clock tomorrow uh, when he goes into surgery I know that they would appreciate it now I have prayed and prayed and prayed and begged God for his salvation um, I've talked with him. I have used interpreters here to talk with him because he speaks Spanish, but the kind of Spanish they speak in Ecuador is different than much of the other Spanish. So right. I could never get a clearer understanding of what was going on. And I met his other daughter who was with him the day he walked the aisle and received Jesus Christ as a savior in a Spanish speaking church that spoke his kind of Spanish. Amen. So I'm telling you, I was so excited And he kept telling me, I am saved. I am saved. Okay, I'm not sure what you understand. And I understand the same thing because he grew up and went to Catholic church all of his life. So I would have said the same thing as a Catholic because I grew up as a Catholic. But having received Christ as a Savior, he, by grace and faith, she was able to tell me everything in detail, and I've waited for this day for a long time. So I'm thrilled that he has Christ as a Savior, Amen. and uh, that he has, and he's all squared away. And he feels like if this is the time the Lord wants to take him home, he's ready to go. Amen. And I, I loved his. He's very calm. He's very assured of what's going on around him. But I know that he craves our prayer so if you would like there's two things i'd like to ask you to pray for brother um, um i'll think of your name in just a minute clark brother clark dad has uh, been in the hospital with very sick they find out last week he has leukemia uh but he's about to go to heaven even as we speak so i'm going to ask that you pray for both what's your dad's first name carl, carl. Please pray for Carl and pray for Brother uh, Rodrigo. So we're going to take just a moment here, just a few moments. If you want to come to the altar, you may. I know that I am. We're going to pray, and then I'll close in prayer publicly, and then we'll get back to our prayer time, okay? Father, we thank you that we could come to you with our requests and that you hear and answer our prayers. You said in Jeremiah 33, 3, call unto me and I will answer thee. And so, Lord, I ask that your perfect will would be done in these two men's lives. I ask that as Brother Rodrigo undergoes surgery tomorrow, you'd be with the doctors, give them wisdom well beyond their capability, guide their hands, and may everything go according to your perfect will. I ask that you'd be with Brother Clark's dad. He's, he's ready to go. He's got everything squared away. He knows where he's going. He's going to be with you. and uh, The family was able to be with him last night, and I, that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. So I ask, Lord, that you'd comfort the family, encourage each and every family member. Those that may not be walking with you as closely as they, they should, I ask that you'd use this opportunity to help them grow closer to you As they see your servant walk into heaven to be with you. So comfort them, strengthen them, and guide them as they go through this time. Be with his mama as she goes through these changes uh, in her own home, uh, in her own life. I ask that you would give her courage and strength. I ask that you would give her comfort help her to know that how she can glorify you through all this time we love you very much and we thank you that you care about us every detail so lord i ask that you bless now as we finish our prayer time here in just a few moments in jesus name amen Brother Rodrigo did say, and his family said, they've never felt so loved in their life by a group of people that they really don't know. And that's one of the hallmarks of our church. We love each other. If you can be brand new, we'll still love you. You can be old as a rock. We'll dust you off and still love you. (laughs) Amen? Uh, We're just going to love God's people. And that's one of the things I love about this church. And our pastor's been here 22 years, and if it wasn't for the way he loved people, we wouldn't have this kind of church. A church over time ends up to emulate their pastor, and um, and that's our pastor. And so, pre- pl- please pray for them as they start to drive back tomorrow. From, they're driving from Indianapolis, so pray for them as well let's go ahead and finish our prayer time then father thank you again for prayer and that you've given us this honor that we could just come to you about anything i ask that you be with mary and gary lund as they as they uh, are going through these illnesses i ask that you be with gary's doctors help them know what to do thank you for john and deborah colts for being becoming stronger and being able to be uh in church with us thank you for the way brenda and cindy are healing up Thank you for Erica, and as she is about to start some new treatments, I ask that you be with her body, give her strength. I ask that you give her the the endurance that she needs as she goes through these cancer treatments. Thank you that she could be with us tonight. I ask that you uh, help her uh, in every aspect as she's going through this time. I ask that you be at the President of the United States. I ask that you convince and convict him of his need to be saved. I ask that you be at the vice president and the Congress, also convince and convict them of their need to be saved. I don't want them to go to hell, but they sure act like they want to go there. And so since I'm not a judge, I'm just a servant, I'm going to ask you to intercede on their part and convince and convict them of their need to be saved. I ask that you'd send people that they would listen to, to give them the gospel message that they might receive you as Savior and absolutely transform them. Thank you for our church ministries here. I thank you for our bus ministry, or band ministry. I thank you for our choir. I thank you for the Korean ministry. I thank you for our pastor, Mrs. White. I ask that you to lead us here at Central Park Baptist Church. I ask that you be with each and every Sunday school teacher. Give them strength, knowledge, and understanding of what they're, uh, they're about to teach in their class this Sunday. I ask that you'd help us to visit uh, our, our our students and encourage others to come to be a part of our Sunday school. Thank you for the number of visitors you've been giving to our church. There's quite an, a few people that, that have been visiting for a, a, a while yet and have not joined the church, but Lord, I thank you for the visitors, and I thank, that, uh, thank you for them. I ask that you guide them and, and direct them as they find the exact place that you want them to be. Thank you for the uh, uh, brother Joey uh, Contrell our our missionary of the week and for the work that he does in the prisons ministries I ask that you guide him and direct him Father I thank you that he can relate to these people so well and so clearly again we ask that you take care of us as we uh, meet together tonight be it the preaching of your word and open our hearts and minds to it that as we hear the preaching of your word you draw us closer to you and that we would depend on you more in everything we do for we ask this all. Well, Lord, I forgot one thing. I forgot to ask you to bless the offering. So bless our offering too, Lord, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. See, I'm just, I bring no respect to the pastorate at all. But we get her done. If you have an offering, come bring it right now.
1: If you're able to rise, we're going to sing a verse and a chorus of Hymn 115, and then we're going to have a Wednesday uh, special here immediately after the singing of this verse and chorus. Please greet each other briefly after we sing Hymn 115, and then prepare for tonight's special in Bible study, amen? Sing along, Hymn 115, a woman. at this time as we prepare for tonight's special.
0: Battle for the Lord and right. Keep on the firing line. If you win, my brother,
3: surely you must fight. Keep on the firing line. There are many dangers that we all must face. If he dies, still fighting, it is no disgrace. Cowards in the service, you will find no place. So oh, keep on must fight be brave against all evil never run nor even let behind if you would win for God and the right just keep on the firing line God will only use the soldier he can trust just keep on the firing line you must keep on the firing line. My life is to labor for the master dear. Help to banish evil, evil and to spread good cheer. Great, you'll be rewarded for your services. So keep on the firing line. When we get to heaven, brother, we'll be glad. Keep on the firing line. I will praise the Savior for the call we had. Keep on the firing line. When we see the souls that we have had to win, Leading them to Jesus from the paths of sin, With a shout of welcome we will love, love our jails. So keep on the firing
0: line.
3: Oh, you must fight. Be brave against all evil. Never run leave and behind. If you would win for God and the right, just keep on the firing line. If you would win for God and the
0: right,
3: just keep on the firing
1: Amen and amen. How are we doing this evening Central Park Baptist Church? Amen. I'm excited to be here this 76th week since the government declared the church is non-essential. You say, brother, you still talking about that? Look, there's two things that I will never forget. One, I'll, I'll never forget what the Lord has done for me. And two, I'll never forget that the government told the churches to shut down, but they left the liquor stores and the marijuana dispensaries open. Amen. Amen. But enough of that. We're going to get into some word tonight. Amen. 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 What we'd like for you to do, if you're able to rise, I'd like for you to join us uh, in chapter 20. Meet me in chapter 20 of 2 Chronicles 2 Chronicles Chapter 20, 2 Chronicles, Chapter 20. If you're starting from the front of your Bible, you got Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua judges Ruth. Then you're gonna have 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, 1 Kings, 2nd Kings, and then you'll get into your Chronicle books. 1 Chronicles, 2nd Chronicles, wind up in Ezra, Nehemiah. Esther, you've gone too far to your right. Amen. Amen. I want you to look at this one particular verse. We'll read this together, Second Chronicles 20 and 15. Second Chronicles 20 and 15, and then we'll get into our study for tonight. Are we there? Second Chronicles 20 and 15. Let's read this together. It says, and he said, hearken ye all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou king, Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just pray, Father, that the uh, words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable uh, in thy sight, Lord, for you are our strength and you are our redeemer. It is in the name of Jesus we pray, amen and amen, amen. 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 Let's start at the beginning of chapter 20, that was just the key verse that I wanted us to keep in mind, but let's start at the beginning, um, meet me in the very first verse of chapter 20, and we'll just see how we get to verse 15 and it reads and it reads it came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them other besides the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle now the uh the children of Moab and the children of Ammon these are descendants of Abraham's nephew Lot okay that story is told back in the, the book of Genesis so the Moabites and the Ammonites are descendant of, uh, of Abraham's nephew Lot, okay? All right, verse 2, and it says, And there came some that told Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat is the king of Judah at this time, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side, Syria, and, behold, uh, they be in uh, Hazanon Tamar, which is in Gedi. Verse 3, And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord, and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Now, we learn here right away that Jehoshaphat is a very wise man because what did the scripture just say? It said that he feared, but then he set himself to seek the Lord. Amen. Amen. The Bible tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. It also says in there that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So we're dealing with with a very knowledgeable and wise man here because he is seeking God for counsel. Amen. Amen. Verse number and Judah gathered themselves together and asked help of the Lord even out of all the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord and Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said O Lord God our fathers art not thou God in heaven and rulest not thou over all the kingdoms in the he- uh, of the heathen and in thine hand is there not power and might so that none is able to withstand thee. This is, this is Jehoshaphat having a conversation with, with, with the Lord here. Verse seven, art not thou our God who did drive out the inhabitants of this land before the, thy people Israel and gave it uh, to see of Abraham thy friend forever? And they dwelt therein and have built thee a sanctuary therein for thy name saying, if when evil come cometh upon us as the sword, judgment, or COVID, or famine. Oh, excuse me, that's (laughs) pestilence. I'm sorry, that's pestilence, excuse me. Or pestilence or famine, we stand before this house in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou wilt hear and help. Verse 10, and now behold, the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom thou would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and destroyed them not. Now, there were uh, several nations that when the children of Israel were taking their exodus out of Egypt, going back into the promised land, as they were traveling along, God told them, hey, these nations, don't mess with them, okay? Actually, because part of the reason was they were distant cousins. We already talked about Ammon and, and Moab. They were... Uh, descendants of, not, of, of uh, Abraham's nephew Lot okay but also here it says that there's this group of people in Mount Seir now we don't have time to turn there right now but the people who inhabited Mount Seir are these people who are known as the Edomites okay so who are the Edomites well you got Abraham Abraham begot Isaac Isaac begot twin boys one was named Jacob went on later to be Israel the other twin boy was named Esau Esau also later would go by the name Edom and so that's where the Edomites came from so these three armies that's coming against Jehoshaphat and Jerusalem and Judah they're they're all distant kin folks right here that we're dealing with but yet and still they're they're considered the enemy are we okay with that? Okay let's read a little further Um, where did I leave off? Verse 11 behold I say How they reward us to come to cast us out of thy possession, which thou hast given us to inherit. O our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us, neither know what we to do. But our eyes are upon thee. God, we don't know, we don't have the strength, we don't have the power to do this under our own strength. We're turning to you, Lord. We need your wisdom and counsel. Verse 13, And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives and their children. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jeiel, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the son of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. Verse 15, here we go, we just read this. And he said, hearken ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou king Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. Jeruel, Excuse me, I used to know how to pronounce these. Verse 17, ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set set yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. With you, O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. This is the, the Lord speaking through this prophet. He's telling them, He says, you're not even going to have to fight this battle. Three armies are coming at you. You're not going to even have to fight them. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. You know, that's the exact same thing Moses told the children of Israel when they were at the mouth of the Red Sea. Right before God split the Red Sea wide open, they crossed on, on dry land. Moses said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's read a little further. Verse 18. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. And the Levites of the children of the Kohathites, of the children of the Korites, stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. There's another famous prophet that came out of Tekoa, You may have heard of him. His name is Amos. He's one of the minor prophets. Amos is from out of uh, Tekoa, but we'll move on. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. Verse 21, And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers, unto the Lord, that they should praise the beauty of his holiness as they went out before the army, and to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. We never heard that before, have we, Brother Markov? You've never preached on that, have you? For his mercy endureth forever? First time. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. But let's look at at, at what's happened here so far. Jehoshaphat gets the word of, of the Lord, and then God, the word tells him he doesn't have to fight the battle. That the battle is, is, is not his, that the, the battle is God's. Then Jehoshaphat, he appoints singers that they should praise the beauty of his holiness. He's, he's, he's assembling a, a praise and worship team. Right. Now, to put this into, uh oh, I lost something there. To put that into today's perspective, to, To put that into today's perspective, let's say that at the White House, our current president got word. President, Mr. President, there's a Chinese Navy on the eastern seaboard. And as soon as he's getting that information, Mr. President, there's a Russian Navy on, on on the west coast of the United States. Mr. President, North Korea is pointing missiles at us. We're surrounded on all fronts. And then the president stands up, And he says, okay, this is what I want you to do. I want you to call Brother Will. I want you to call Central Park Baptist Choir. We're going to have a praise service. Huh? Look back at your text. What does Jehoshaphat do? Does he panic? No. He has a praise and worship service in the midst of this situation where that nation is getting ready to be attacked. Oh, I wish I had a prayer in church. And when they began to sing in praise, 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 the Lord set ambushes against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. Wait a minute. When they started praying, you mean God was already handling the situation while they were in the midst of their prayer? Am I reading this right? I need my glasses. Is that right? For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy another. This is the first time God has confused armies and actually had Israel's enemies fight each other instead of fighting Israel. It's happened throughout all scripture. Joshua ten, 10 Judges seven twenty two, first Samuel fourteen, twenty, Isaiah nineteen, and Zechariah fourteen thirteen, but so you don't have to take my word for it. <laughs> this is just something that the Lord did. Amen. Okay. Verse 24, and when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked into the multitude and behold, they were dead bodies fallen to the earth and none escaped. All of those three armies, they they all destroyed each other. Verse 25, and when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away. And they were three days in gathering of the spoil. It was so much. Man, that, that reminds me of the, of the psalm where it talks about uh, the Lord prepares the table before me in the presence of my enemy. Uh, he anointed my head with oil. My cup runneth over. My cup is running over. God, you have giving me more than what I need. And here these people... They didn't fight a battle, but they're reaping the rewards. They were reaping the, the spoils of the battle. And it's more than what they could carry off in three days. The God of the Bible, the God of Jehoshaphat is the same God we serve today. Amen. 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 And on the fourth day, they assembled themselves in the Valley of Barakah. For there they blessed the Lord. There they, the name of that same place was called the Valley of Barakah unto this day. Then they returned every man, Judah and Jerusalem, and Jehoshaphat in the forefront of them to go again to Jerusalem with joy, for the Lord had made them to rejoice over their enemies. And they came to Jerusalem with psalteries and harps and trumpets unto the house of the Lord, and the fear of God was on all the kingdoms of those countries when they had heard that the Lord fought against the enemies of Israel. So the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet for his God gave him rest round about. I'm just going to stop there for a moment. We serve a great and mighty God. Amen. Amen. And God will fight your battles for you if you let them. If you let them. The Lord will fight your battles for you if you let them. Now I'm going to do a, a, a quick demonstration right here. And uh, I asked for about four volunteers who going to get this set up. This is football season, right? Yeah. So I'm going to use a football metaphor in this demonstration right here. I'm going to have my four men to come up that I asked to volunteer. I think that included you. Brother, yes, yes. Okay. I need uh, one of you over here. Maybe Brother Aaron, you can come over here with me. And then you three men, you just line up. What we're going to do here, you're the defense. We're the offense, okay? When I hike the ball, you're going to slowly go in slow motion because I need to explain this as, as things are happening. Let's move a little more this way so that we're centered for the people on, on the other side. So this is the defense. This is the, he's going he's to be on, on my side. I'm going to explain it in just a moment. Okay? We have to learn to turn our problems over to the Lord. Amen. This football represents our trials. This football represents our tribulation. This football represents the problems that we may have throughout the week, throughout the the month, throughout the year, all right? Now, these over here, this is depression, this is fear, this is anger. Depression, fear, and anger. I got a problem. And whenever you have a problem, a real problem, Depression, fear, and anger are ready to tackle you. They're ready to attack. Uh, am, am I right? Yep. Okay. Now we just read about Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat didn't have to fight the battle. He said the battle is not his, it's the Lord's. Amen. Brother Aaron's gonna represent Jesus for a moment. Okay? Now I'm not trying to be blasphemous or anything. I'm just using the football as a metaphor. Okay? I'm not trying to reduce Jesus to a fullback. Okay? <laughs> Alright? Are we okay? Amen. Okay, so and, and and so what I'm gonna do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hike the ball. Brother Aaron, what you're going to do? I'm going to pass the ball off to you and in slow motion. You're going to run through them. Y'all allow him to go by. Don't beat him up and, and make the touchdown. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. So I want you to keep your focus on this ball, not me, but on, on this ball. Fear, uh, depression, fear, and anger. Okay. So we're getting ready. Hike. So you're coming at me in slow motion. Now, I got this, this problem in my hand. What I'm going to do with this problem I'm going to hand it off to Jesus. And Jesus can conquer depression, fear, and anger, and give us the victory. Amen. Now I'm not on, now Jesus is not on my team. I'm on Jesus' yes, team man. because I'm a saved, born-again child of God. So a victory, a battle won for Jesus is a battle won for me. Amen. Are we okay with that? Okay, that's all I needed. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Okay, and you say, well, how does that tie back into a real-world situation? Oh, that was a cute little platitude. That was so cute, Brother Sheldon, how you used the the football players and all that. But how does that tie into a real-world situation? Okay, I'm going to give you a real-world situation. Because this can represent many different things in your life. It can represent bankruptcy. It can represent divorce. It can represent the death of a loved one. It can represent many different things. My personal testimony, I'm going to let this represent the death of a loved one. Many, many years ago, my mother passed away. I got a call. You always get that call at, at night, right? You get that call at night. My brother called me and told me that our mother had passed away. All right? First thing I did after I got off the phone with him, and I'm just giving my own personal testimony. First thing I did after I got off the phone with my brother after he gave me the news, I gave praise to the Lord. Amen. I said, Heavenly Father, Lord, I said, I don't know what's going to happen next, but I thank you, Lord, for giving me 44 wonderful years with my mother because I know of individuals personally whose mother may have died in childbirth, and they never had an opportunity to even know who their biological mother is. But, Father, you, you gave me unmerited favor. You allowed me 44 years with my mother. And I just want to take the time to thank you right now for giving me that because I didn't even deserve that long. So I just thank you, Lord, and just pray, Lord, that you just continue to guide me. You are always worthy to be praised. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I pray a prayer similar to that. What did Jehoshaphat do when he was in the midst of his situation? Didn't he pray and praise the Lord? That's the first thing he did was praise the Lord. Even when he knew that the the enemies were around about him, he kept his focus on the Lord and he praised the Lord even when he was down in the valley and not just when he's up on the mountaintop. Okay? All right. So what happened next? Now I got to play. Now I'm in this situation. Okay. What am I going to do? I don't know what to do. I need to contact the coach. Who's my coach? Pastor White. I called Pastor White. I said, Pastor White, y'all ever seen the football players, the quarterbacks, when they line up, they do this? Or sometimes they they have their hands to the headset. What are they doing? They're trying to get the play from the coach, right? Right, right. I called my coach. I said, Coach, here's the situation. What do I do? Coach Pastor White, he said, give it to the Lord. That's the play. Give it to the Lord. So I said, okay, okay, give it to the Lord. Give it to the Lord. Okay, first down. I'm going to give it to the Lord. Give it to the Lord. Funeral arrangements. Fumble! And then I fall on top of it. And then depression, anger, and fear, dog Me, Y'all ever seen that? Where, Where the people, the football player lose the ball, he falls on it, and the people still jump on him? What's that about? They still jump on him. See, that's what Satan does. Satan loves to kick you when you're down. Loves to kick you when you're down. All right? So now depression, fear, and anger have piled on to me. Second down. Dealing with the life insurance policies and all those documents. Fumble! (laughs) Now you're saying, wait a minute, brother. Why are you fumbling the ball so much? Well, you know, one of the main reasons that football players fumble the ball is because when they're doing the handoff, sometimes they don't know when to release it. And if they don't release it properly to their teammate, you have a fumble. And then you just have to fall on on top of the ball, and then everybody else piles on. Are y'all with me so far? Okay, so. Third down. The IRS is auditing my parents this very same week that my mother passed away. Time out. Time out. <laughs> Let me huddle. <laughs> Let me do a huddle right here. What? Is, what was the play? Oh yeah. Give it to the Lord. Amen. Give it to the Lord. So now, balls hike. I give it to the Lord. How did I give it to the Lord? I gave a prayer where I said, Lord, I got so much going on. Uh, I have to get my father adjusted to living alone because he's been with this woman for 50-something years. And there's just so much I got to do. I can't deal with the IRS right now, Lord. You, you handle it. Amen. About a month, after a month or so after my mother's death, I get a call from my father. And he said, guess what, son? I said, what's going on, Pop? He said, I got a letter from the IRS. I was like, oh, not again. He said, no, no, son. It's a letter of apology. A letter of a what a (laughs) He said, son, he said, I have a letter in my hand where the IRS apologized they were in the wrong for the audit that they did against you and and me and and your mom. And as a matter of fact, in that letter, they included a check for
2: $700.
1: I said, hold up. You mean the IRS was honest enough to admit that they were in the wrong, and then on top of that, they gave gave us money on top of that? He said, well, no, son, they didn't give us money, they gave me money. So I've cast that check, okay, Pop. <laughs> I remember that I had handed that situation off to the Lord, right. and the craziest part about it was that Jesus had already given me the victory, and I didn't even know it. Right. You see, sometimes the Lord may not run the route that you want Him to run, right. that you think He's going to run. You're looking over in this direction; He's already won the battle over in this side of the field. Okay, But the important thing is, is that you need to turn your situation, whatever it may be, over to God. Amen. And when you turn it over to the Lord, he'll, he'll see it through. That's right. Amen. Just like he did for Jehoshaphat, the same God of the Bible, the same God of Jehoshaphat, the same God who, who answered our prayers when we were dealing with, the, with the, the death of my mother. He's the same God who can do it for you. Amen. He's the exact same God that he can can do it for you. And he wants to do it for you. Amen? Amen. So at this time what I'd like for us to do before we have altar call is to consider turning it over to the Lord. Just like it was done here in in this book, this passage, 2 Chronicles 20. Just like I told you in my personal testimony. Whatever is going on, whether it's death of a loved one, relationship issue medical issues, we've heard about medical and, and, and physical issues tonight, whatever that issue may be you have a, a resource in Jesus where the Lord can handle that situation Amen. now uh, this may be for more of the Facebook live and the YouTube people out, out, out there in the, in the internet land or whatever, but here's something that, th- that, that they need to know What you need to know is, is that unless you are 100% certain that heaven will be your home, unless you know that you're saved, you're not going to be able to turn your issue over to the Lord so easily. All right. As a matter of fact, this book says that if you don't know that you're saved, you're not even on the same team as Jesus. Not even on the same team. To be friends with the world is to be at enmity with God. You're not even on the same team. So you say, well, brother, how do I get on the same, t- same team with Jesus? Well, first of all, there's several things you have to do. First of all, you need to understand that, that we're, you're a sinner. Amen. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We're all sinners. Amen. But we serve a holy and righteous God, and God can't be around sin. He kicked Adam and Eve out of the garden because Adam sinned against the Lord. He was disobedient to the Lord. Amen. Amen. But you know what? There's a penalty for sin. A penalty for sin is death. The first part of Romans 6:23 says, "For the wages of sin is death." And that's not just talking about a physical death. that's talking about an eternal, everlasting death. Yeah. All right? And you say, well, brother, you used to say, that's the wages of sin, but am I saying, I just told a little white lie. It's not like I murdered anybody or anything. Well, guess what? In the book of Revelation, it says that murderers and all liars shall have their place. In the lake of fire. So you may just have told a little white lie. But that little white lie is still enough. To keep you out of the presence of God. Alright. So there is a price to be paid. But there is good news. I believe it is in Romans 5.8. It says that God commended his love. Towards us in that while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. Amen. 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 So the Lord paid the price for us. You had a one million dollar debt. And Jesus wrote a check and paid that debt for you. Amen. You've heard the song, Jesus paid it all, all to him. I what? Oh, yes. amen. Amen. So Jesus is already taken care of that. He's already gone to the cross of Calvary, died, rose again the third day with all power in heaven and earth in his hand. All you have to do is to believe on him, trust him, and receive him. Amen. amen. And that's the latter part of Romans 6:23. Uh, where it talks about, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our, our Lord. God has given us a gift. You remember John three sixteen says, for God so loved the world. God loves you. God loves you, person out there in Facebook, live, YouTube land. Yep. God loves you. Yep. And God has already paid the, the penalty for your sin. However, if you don't believe and trust in him, you can't be on the same team as Jesus, and you're not going to be able to hand your, your issues over to Jesus. As a matter of fact, I dare say that you're, you're fumbling with your soul. You're trying to handle things your own way. You're fumbling with your soul. You keep fumbling. You keep falling, and depression, fear, and anger keep dogpiling you. You need to get out of that. How do I get out of that? Well, you need to make that call. Romans ten thirteen says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved amen amen you say lord have mercy upon me a a, a sinner father i know that i'm a sinner and i don't deserve heaven but lord i i thank you lord for dying for my sin for paying the penalty that was that was my penalty that i should have been paying but you paid that penalty for me lord father thank you so much jesus come into my heart right now save my soul all right and you don't have to pray that exact prayer, but God knows your heart. Yeah. And you need to pray to the Lord, and the Lord will save you. Amen. Once you're saved, you're on his team. Amen. And guess what? You're on his team forever. Amen. Amen. You know, when, when, whenever there's, a, there's a, a touchdown, you know, I think the Cowboys won this past weekend, didn't they? <laughs> guess what? They're not going to call back that victory. I think the Cowboys won 2017, something like that. That is in the record books forever. I hope that's not the only victory, but <laughs> unless the Lord comes back 100 years from now, that game will always be recorded as Dallas Cowboys 20, the other Team 17. That, that doesn't change. And that's the same way it is with our salvation. Once the Lord saves you, you are saved forever. It is written down in the last book of life. Amen? Amen? Amen. So at this time, I know I know we only got a few minutes left at this time. I'd like for us to have um, an altar call. And if there's anyone here who would like to come and bring your burden to the Lord. Yes, amen. Pastor talked about this. He says many of us will come to the altar. We'll drop our burden, pray, and then we'll pick the burden back up on our way. Don't don't pick your burden back up. Yeah. Come to the altar. Bring your, your burden to the Lord and leave it there. Amen. amen amen i want to have a word of prayer and then uh if anyone uh would like at that moment you can come to the altar heavenly father lord thank you for your word father thank you for uh enabling us father to just turn our cares and our problems over to you knowing father that you are faithful to always have the victory and that the battle is not ours lord as it wasn't with jehoshaphat but the battle is god's and we thank you in the name of jesus we pray amen at this time, if you would like to come to the altar, you may come to the altar to love on the Lord or to bring a burden to him and leave it there. We're not going to have any music this evening, but you may come to the, Lord at this, uh, come to the altar at this time and have a conversation with the Lord.